0: Welcome to the newest episode of Beyond the Fame with Jason Fraley. I'm your host, Jason Fraley, picking the brains of the top filmmakers, musicians, and artists of our time. Stand up comedian Aaron Jackson comes home to the DC Improv in Washington, DC tomorrow and Saturday night. I spoke with her about her rise from Howard University to Netflix stardom, appearing on Tiffany Haddish's They Ready and writing for Wanda Sykes in The Upshaws. Aaron Jackson, hey, thanks so much for joining us.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: Aaron will be coming Friday, the 11th and Saturday, the 12th to the D.C. Improv. Thanks so much for joining us. Uh, You got your start around down in D.C., didn't you?
1: Absolutely. Yeah. Improv was the first stage I ever performed on, believe it or not. Um, Yeah. So I love D.C. and I, I went to Howard. I lived there for quite a while. So D.C. is my other home.
0: It's fantastic. Well, um, what what sort of stuff are we gonna, you know, if we've seen you here in DC before, um, if our listeners, you know, to entice them to come out this time, how what 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 sort of stuff might we talk about this time? Do usually you, do you pack a little more politics or DC centric stuff, you know, when you come down here as opposed to say New York, maybe?
1: It's always funny. I always think I want to talk politics when I get to DC, and it's it's kind of hit or miss in terms of like people are like I did this all day. Can you please talk about? This? <laughs> but I do have a lot to say. Um, but it's, you know, not stuff that'll divide a room. And uh, yeah, I got some thoughts. So yeah, I have a couple things to say about politics, Jason. Uh, maybe that would surprise you uh, as a comedian 2020. But uh, it's not going to be all that. It's just going to be I'm doing some new things in my life, Jason.
0: Yeah, we you talked know? when we talked What last, I guess last April, I think you came on
1: with us. Yeah, and, uh, I, I came back at the beginning of when they reopened. <laughs>
0: Yeah. So how how is uh, COVID life been back then versus now? Because, you know, I think when we talked, it was last April. So like wait, the vaccines were like just starting to roll out. Things were looking mm-hmm. up and then then like came all these variants and stuff. And now who it feels like every couple of months it's like a, a, a new reality.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's like you have hope and then it's that it's that it's dashed. You know, um, I was hopeful probably in April. I had just got my vaccine. Um, and, uh, now I've just got another vaccine, so it's, <laughs> it's the same, but different. Um, but yeah, I have some thoughts about COVID life. I have some thoughts about therapy, which I just began, which has been fun. Um, but just in general, same old observations about life and people and family. And, you know, if you've seen it before and liked it, I think you'll come out and enjoy we have got, I've got a great opener, um who's uh, going to be with me this weekend. Her name is Amina Imani and she's great. And um, yeah, so it'll be fun. It'll be a fun weekend.
0: Definitely sounds like it. Now I know um, uh, recently, um, at least I know my wife and I just watched you on the uh, the Tiffany Haddish Day Ready thing. How, how big of a, um, you know, uh, treat was it to do that? Not only with her, but, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm sure that po- post doing that, I'm sure it's been a, a big, a little bit of a boost to the comedy career. <laughs>
1: It definitely, it's been great. I mean, that came out, we taped it actually when we were still, you know, September of 2020. So things were still, you know, kind of, kind of tense and we didn't know what we were doing and we taped it outside, but it's been a great opportunity, obviously for Tiffany to share her platform with me, um, especially because we didn't really know each other in the real world. She knew my comedy, but we'd not met. So that was so gracious of her. It's been great, you know, for the career, but I've also kind of um, pivoted a bit during the pandemic into writing. So I'm doing a lot, I'm writing for TV and not touring as much. So this is really fun for me to do, like be back out there on the road. Um, but yeah, I'm actually writing for a show on Netflix now called The Upshaws. It's got uh, Kim Fields and Wanda Sykes and Mike Epps. So that's my day job and comedy is my night job.
0: Well, plainly we plug the, that show real a, a little more. I mean, you, you just dropped some huge names on us. <laughs> that, that, that's <laughs> yeah. a star-studded cast. But um, you know, ex- explain just the general premise of the Upshaws.
1: Sure, the Upshaws is a show about a, a black family in the Midwest. It's set in Indianapolis. Um, married couple Mike Epps and Kim Fields, and uh, Wanda Sykes plays uh, Kim Fields' character's sister on the show. And it's 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 your Midwest kind of slice of life sitcom. It's super funny and sharp. It's, uh, you know, it's it's not for network TV <laughs> kind of sitcom. So that's why it's on Netflix. But it's such a treat to work with those great actors and comics every day. And um, yeah, season two is out. I mean, season one is out. Season two, we're working on. And uh, hopefully we'll be able to get it out there soon and people will love it.
0: Nice. And when you say not for network TV, I assume you mean there's a it gives you some freedom to not pull any punches with you know, some language and jokes and stuff like that. <laughs> yes,
1: quite a bit of edge. Yeah, well, that's it's probably really fun. fun to,
0: that's probably really fun to write for. <laughs> um, well, just in case our listeners maybe missed, you know, our interview last year in 2021, um, remind them really quick of um, and you mentioned it a little at the top, but remind them how you got started at, at Howard and, you know, and, and, and got into this whole stand up thing to begin with.
1: Well, I was in DC still because I went to Howard, but I didn't start comedy till about two or three years later. I took a class at the improv. Actually, it was a a one day seminar. It was before they had the huge comedy school that they have now, but I think it was maybe like their first class. And it was just like a one day seminar on how to be a comedian and joke writing and everything you need to know. And um, yeah, met some friends there who also wanted to be comics. We started going to open mics together and and that was pretty much it, man. The improv has been so integral in, in pushing me to the next level each time and super supportive of my career. I recorded my record there. Um, and, uh, yeah, they're family. So I can't wait to come home and see everybody.
0: What was the record called? Is that grudgery?
1: It's called grudgery. Absolutely.
0: Gotcha. And it, it was, so it came out in 2018, but debuted number one on iTunes comedy charts. So that's it not bad. Did.
1: Not too bad. Not too bad.
0: Um, well, real quick, I, actually, now I'm curious. Um, so if that you, you got into the open mics and the comedy classes and stuff at, at the improv short, a couple years after uh, graduating, Howard, what was the original trajectory? You know, like what what did you major in and what were you planning on doing before you sort of got onto this whole stand up um, avenue?
1: <laughs> so it's so funny. Like when I was when I started comedy, I was working in like higher education marketing. That was kind of the career path that I had until um Uh, I quit uh, and did comedy full time but in Howard I majored in television production so it's kind of interesting to finally come back full circle and be able to do comedy which I found that I didn't expect and I loved and to now be writing for TV which is what I wanted to do when I was 18 so it's, it's kind of awesome. It's
0: fantastic. Well, you're educating still just in a different way. You can you can you can slip some, you know, teaching into the jokes a little bit. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, Cool. Well, then, um, of course, um, we also have to remind our listeners after after, you know, you got started at the improv. um, I guess one of the huge, big at least national breaks for you was on Last Comic Standing in 2008. So how how much do you think that really, you know, was a catapult
1: for you? Oh, my goodness. It was it was a huge springboard. Uh, Last Comic Standing was, uh, the producer of Last Comic Standing is actually um, a good friend now, but she is also Wanda Sykes's producing partner. So they um, produced Last Comic Standing again in 2014. And I was on, I've done a bunch of projects with them. They are the production company behind the Upshaws and other shows I've written for. So it just kind of forged a relationship outside of the exposure that it gave my stand-up. And it's just, you know, you hang around the business long enough, you know, enough people. And uh, and doors open. So, I mean, that was really the beginning of everything. That's fantastic.
0: All right. Well, is there anything else before we hop off here? Anything else we should uh, you, you want to plug? I know we we talked about the Upshaws. We, we talked about they ready. I mean, we've covered a lot, but um, and anything else in the pipeline that we're able to share?
1: Uh, Nothing. Um. There's not really much in the pipeline to share other than stay tuned for season two of the Upshaws and come see me. There's going to be jokes. There weren't as many jokes here in this interview, but I promise I'm saving them for the improv stage. Come see us.
0: <laughs> awesome. Well, I really appreciate you joining us again, everyone. It's Aaron Jackson coming to the DC improv on make sure I get it right. Friday, February 11th and Saturday, February 12th. So get your tickets now. Hey, thanks so much for doing this again. Thank you. <laughs> we also spoke last April when Jackson reopened the DC improv after a year of COVID-19 restrictions.
1: Hey, thanks so much for doing this. Thank you. I, uh, I grew up in New Jersey, but I went to Howard and uh, was living in DC when I started comedy
0: gotcha so that's the dc connection okay mm-hmm. so you're you're at howard um, amongst all those other genius creatives cuz i feel like everybody comes from howard <laughs> i mean with buzz and everybody um <laughs> do we uh, how did you actually get into comedy like where, where were the first few clubs you played around here
1: ah uh, wow well i actually took the very first class they had at the dc improv it was just a one day seminar they didn't have like a comedy school yet but um, yeah, I did that um, kind of like on a dare for my boyfriend, and I um, yeah, I mean I, I I so I that wasn't the first club I worked for a weekend, but it became my home club. The very first club I worked in the area was actually the Baltimore Improv, which was pretty short lived. Um, but then I found a home at the DC Improv and started working there all the way from when I was an MC to when I was a headliner. And, uh, so yeah, their family there. I'm so excited to, um, for them to ask me and then to just, uh, it just feels like an honor to kind of reopen the club. I'm so excited for them to be back.
0: Yeah. Speak to that a little bit. I mean, how crazy has it been, you know, this past year, not having many places to play, like have you been doing any tours or have you sort of been sidelined for a year?
1: Now basically been sidelined for a year. <laughs> I, um, I did tape a special during this time, which is kind of weird, but it, it it just happened. So yeah, it's hard. You get rusty really quickly. You know, you realize I work usually every night and, you know, three or four times a night I'm getting up and then nothing, you know, called Turkey. And, you know, definitely I was being responsible. So the shows that I was doing were, if you can call them shows, I mean, they're shows, but I was doing them like on Zoom and, um, yeah just not the same so uh it's been a it's been a hard year to just be away from something as like electrifying as as comedy and being on stage,
0: oh yeah, and it's gonna be it's been. I mean, I'm with you. I haven't. I haven't really gone and done anything for like a year. I've been doing Zoom interviews like this.
1: Yeah. Uh, entertainment yeah.
0: reporter with nothing to cover. <laughs> but um, no. But no, there has been some virtual stuff. But it, I feel like we're about to enter into another bizarre phase where you know things are slowly opening. But for instance, mm-hmm. you can only have. I think there's like a maximum of 50 people that can be at the improv. So right. Your stuff. I think Thursday and Saturday are already sold out, and so far, But there's still tickets for Friday, I believe. But um. Yeah, it's going to be crazy. But I'm, so I'm reading here on the website that everyone that comes on Thursday for the big grand reopening is going to get a souvenir DC improv mask and pint glasses. So mm. there you go.
1: <laughs> I wonder if I get one. I hope I got one. <laughs> I want a souvenir.
0: They better save them for, for the actual, you know, headliners. I mean, Let me
1: say this, Jason, you know, you feel kind of famous during quarantine. It's a nice feeling because you sell out everywhere. You're just like, you know what? I am a draw at 33% capacity.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's true. People That's will true. not fill that room for me. I'm excited. Yeah.
0: <laughs> That's awesome. What what sort of, um, you know, I don't want you to burn through any of your best jokes or anything, but let's say, what sort of topics do you get into? You know, what are some of the themes in, the, in this uh, routine?
1: Well, I'm still working it out because I haven't uh, had a lot of time to work it out. So guys, you're coming to the first comedy show. It's going to be fun. We've got some other great comics on the bill, but, you know, we're all feeling it out. You know, I'm going to talk a little bit, obviously, about the past year, because we can't ignore the fact that you've got on masks and there's only 50 of you. Um, so we've got to address it. But I don't want to, you know, beat people over the head with COVID. We all know. We've been there. Um, and uh, and now is a time to kind of start coming out of that. So we'll talk about just just life stuff, stuff I've observed over the past year, you know, um, you know, the kind of things that I'm looking for in a partner, because now I think I feel like Jason, I have to look at every potential partner as someone I might have to be quarantined with. And it's a different, <laughs> set. Right. It's a different set of qualities you're looking for. And, and, you know, sometimes it's, they're very, um, uh, disparate, right. It's like, you know, I need a guy who's handy, um, who can give me pedicures and do my hair. Like I need all of these things. Um, in one man, and it's going to be a challenge to find.
0: Oh yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, my, my wife and I have, uh, gotten to know each other in a bunch <laughs> of different ways in here for a year. And, uh, but I, I don't know if you're going to be able to, I don't know if you're going to find someone that can be handy and, and do pedicures and good luck, but <laughs> look,
1: he's <laughs> but, out there. I yeah. know he's out there.
0: For sure. Um, let's talk about some of your career highlights, because um, uh, I know a lot of our listeners probably saw you on, gosh, Last Comic Standing and The Ellen Show. Like, what? how, how did you get those early breaks? You know, you, you mentioned you were playing sort of the DC Improv. What brought you to the, you know, how did you actually fill in the gap for me to how, how you actually got on those TV gigs?
1: Well, gosh, the first thing I think I ever taped was Last Comic Standing. That was about 13 years ago now. Um, and uh, yeah, I actually had um, the producer of Last Comic Standing, who is a great friend now. She used to be a stand-up comic, and I actually met her when I opened for her at the DC Improv, and I um, just stayed in touch over the years. And she's a, a like a really fierce advocate of, of, of women comics, and you know, over the years we stayed in touch, and she would. She, she was a producer as well. So she would think of me for projects and it kind of just came about like that on a, would you like to do Last Comic Standing? And I was like, oh, okay, yeah. And I wasn't ready at all to do it. It was pretty early in my career, but it was um, yeah, it was a great opportunity. And then the Ellen show saw me on Last Comic. I clearly didn't win, but she liked what I did and then invited me onto her show. So it was kind of like a surreal year back in 08. Um, to, you know, be on last comic Standing as your first TV show. I I actually taped something for comedy central that year too. And then that fall I'm on Ellen with my favorite. I'm like, what? I still have a day job. (laughs) Like I was still coming back and working at a newspaper in DC and Ellen was like, you still have a, a job. I'm like, yeah, I definitely do. I need money.
0: Wait, what newspaper?
1: Well, it was a trade paper. It was the Chronicle of higher education and Chronicle of philanthropy. Cool. Which are higher education and philanthropy papers? Yeah, yeah. So I worked over there for quite a few years. Loved it. You know, I probably would still be. Well, I don't know if I would still be working there because it's a newspaper. But, um,
0: <laughs> I uh, they've I, all I, gone on. They've all gone online. <laughs> yeah,
1: no. And I worked in in digital in online marketing, so it was it was a great you know it was a great position to have. But um, I loved it, and only comedy pulled me away from that company.
0: Wow, that's great. So wait, where are you based now? Are you based in LA?
1: No, I'm in Jersey, right outside New York Jersey.
0: City. Gotcha. Okay. Where you, where you are originally from? Mm-hmm.
1: All right, cool. Uh,
0: awesome. Well, um we mentioned last comedy. standing mentioned ellen you said you had your other comedy central thing um i know most recently you were on um netflix on day ready with uh with tiffany haddish yeah how how big of a treat was that i mean she's she has zero you know blanks to give i feel that i feel like that's her 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 secret it's just like it's just she's just authentically
1: herself Yes. Like, and she's been successful that way. And it's it's amazing, you know, for her to share her platform with me. I we had no prior relationship. She just knew my comedy, was a fan, and gave me this huge platform, which is just it's it's kind of like who does that? But um, I'm so grateful. It got, you know, it definitely gave me something to prepare for and look forward to during that, you know, awful year. And and then at the beginning of this year, something to be really proud about. And, um, yeah, it's a dream come true. You never think, Oh, global pandemic. And I'm going to get the biggest opportunity in my career. And, uh, you know, it's a little stressful prepping for stuff again, when you don't have stage time, but you know, you kind of like, you have to figure it out. So it was amazing. And, uh, yeah, definitely a highlight to a not so great year. That's awesome.
0: Well, hopefully this will be another highlight after a not so great year. How, how how cool is it that, I mean, it's, this is, playing the helping reopen the DC improv. I mean you're gonna be the first one where they reopen for live shows. How it's kind of it's kind of like a full circle moment for you since that's where you started back yeah. in the college in the college days. So how cool is it to, that it's sort of coming full circle?
1: It's uh it's it's pretty great. It's pretty great. When they ask me I'm like are you are you sure <laughs> there's not someone else you want to ask but um you know it's it's an honor. And uh I'm like whatever you guys need me to do um you know, I'm there for it. I had a date, you know, that I was coming when that got canceled last year, mm-hmm. which would have been my first time back in a while. And uh, and so I'm really, you know, not not only did they honor it, but they stepped it up a notch and gave me this opportunity. So I'm um, so excited, you know, going to get together. We're going to put, put on a really great show. So if you get an opportunity to get those Friday tickets, do it, do it. It's going to be fun. We've got some really, you know, Lafayette Wright and Paris Sachet also on the show two of my favorites and, uh, and they're local to DC. So it's gonna be a fun weekend.
0: Awesome. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's gonna. It sounds like it's getting a great time. And uh, it, it's it, that's an honor that they chose you to, to reopen things up. And I know it's selling out fast. So we'll get this up as soon as we can. And hopefully people can uh, maybe sell out the whole thing at those 50, 50 seat maximums, man. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, all right. Well, hopefully you get your your souvenir mask and your pint glass. We, we, I hope so. We'll push for that.
1: <laughs> I feel like I know a guy. So uh, I think yeah.
0: so. I think so. All right, cool. Well, thanks so much for, for joining us. It, this was a blast and, uh, you know, best of luck at the show. And uh, thanks for getting live comedy back going here.
1: Yes, yes. Thanks so much, Jason.
0: Thanks so much for joining us on Beyond the Fame with Jason Fraley. Remember to hit the subscribe button and give us a five star rating. If you like what you hear, we'll see you next time.